Welcome to St. James Parish in Wilmington, North Carolina. You can learn more about St. James on our website at stjamesp.org. So good morning on this wonderful fall feeling Sunday. As we begin our fall journey, I was reminded of this quote from a retired priest uh, when I was in seminary in uh, the D.C. area. Whenever some people would come to town, this is before Uber and Lyft, they would hire seminary students to drive them around. Well, one, uh, I got to know over a number of years, and he said uh, this uh, one thing, one time, for as long as I can remember, fall has always been my favorite season. And now that I am of an age when that season of the year marks the season of my own years, I am all the more grateful for both its beauty and its hope. Fall is a profoundly Christian season, reminding me that only age can truly ripen life, that the colorful eccentricity of the aging is really a powerful antioxidant for remaining young at heart, and that nothing ever falls that isn't clutched in the hands of God and recycled by him for a new life of even greater beauty. And that stuck with me for over a decade now. And as we begin our multi-week journey with a letter to the Hebrews, as we wrestle with the nature of Christ and our place, as we too ripen and age and are clutched by God, as we change and fall to give new life and become fully embraced by God to be drawn even closer. The letter to the Hebrews tells us who Jesus is. It says the reflection of God's glory in the exact imprint of God's very being. The exact imprint of God's very being might be one of my favorite descriptions of Jesus. Not a copy, but an imprint. It's an important distinction, and yet it's another way we can come to understand the Holy Trinity on a different level. Because a copy is not an imprint. Think of Plato being played out and pushing your hand into it. That's an imprint. It's not the exact copy, but it's close. The carefully crafted letter demonstrates the contextualization in which the letter to the Hebrews is written. The letter is addressing a second generation of Christians during a great time of theological debate, evangelism, persecution, and understanding. The measured tone of the opening of this letter drips of that carefully crafted prose because of the time in which it was written, which is sometime in the latter half of the first century, and how the author knew the letter would be used to have a deeper understanding of Christ. So now, there is a great deal of debate of who actually wrote the letter to the Hebrews. And scholars, to this day, legitimately can't say definitively who wrote the letter. Some say it's too elegant to be Paul. The Greek is too elegant that was written in. So it might have been translated by Luke because of some of the stylistic similarities in the translations. 
An early Christian scholar, Origen, thought it to be the theologian Clement of Alexandria who wrote the letter, while another early Christian scholar, Tertullian, believed Barnabas wrote the letter. And these are all theologians who lived in the first couple hundred years. All of them were even having this debate because they did not even know. And some of them were, would have known people who would have been alive when this letter was first written. And there was no resolution at all until we get to the Council of Nicaea and we have the Nicene Creed, which we'll eventually say today. So this is enough and just a little very tip of the iceberg of theological history to make one's head swim. But you have to understand that the imprint that this letter had on early theologians is not far removed from the time of Jesus himself. The imprint they have had on the church, and therefore every one of us, is huge. These vital voices of the past are our guides, and they give us a roadmap to deepen our understanding. Their lively debate of authorship to better understand who is writing such a profound letter that it has given us insight with one sentence, the imprint of God gives us that insight in the nature of Christ. It's reflected in us. So that imprint that they were left with, that they pass on from generations and we pass on, is timeless. So Origen, Tertullian, Clement, and so many others passed on their understanding, however much or little they knew. And if we think we know a little, imagine how they felt living just a mere 75 years after the crucifixion of Christ. It gives me solace that if these brilliant folks debated because they genuinely did not know, that gives us room here today. All of them, including us, are continually trying to wrap our heads around the understanding of Christ and the imprint Christ leaves on each of us. The imprint of how we understand Christ to be and how we can pass that on to others and imprint them. The profound impact I've come to understand from this particular passage is Jesus' own imprint on my life and the full embrace of God to be drawn closer as I continue to change and as we all continue to change, as I continue to grow and we all grow, as we all ripen and enter various seasons of life, as we are clutched in the hand.